Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, this season of Boise State football has been a wild ride. Changes in leadership, depressed fans, and a freshman quarterback stepping up to bring the team back from the brink. Dave Southern is here to give us his predictions for Saturday's bowl game. Plus, could Coach Avalos be the next Coach Pete? It's Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Hi, Dave. Hey, Emma. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So you used to report on Boise State football for The Athletic, and before that, The Idaho Statesman. In a few words, how would you describe the 2022 Bronco football season? Mine would be Wild Ride. Wild Ride is a great one. Maybe number one for me would just be twisty. There's just a lot of twists to this season. They started (laughs) out very poorly, and I think it was reasonable for a lot of fans to think this was going to be the worst season they had in 25 years. And... Around here, that's a scary proposition. Boise State's not used to anything worse than eight or nine wins, you know, in a 12-game season. So the twists that this season took were fascinating, and there's no shortage of interesting stories going on there. Yeah, absolutely. The season started out so rough, and remind us specifically what went wrong with those first couple of games. So they lost to UTEP, which is historically not a very good football program. They lost on the road the end of September. They're sitting there at two and two. I think at most programs, that would be a bad thing. You're two and two and that happens. Then Andy Avalos, the head coach, he's only in his second season, made a huge, huge decision. He fired his offensive coordinator after essentially 16 games with the team. And their quarterback, who had been starting since he was a freshman in 2019, Hank Bachmeyer, he decided he was going to transfer. You're basically, I don't want to say admitting defeat, but you're saying, hey, we're hitting the reset button. Well, Boise State hit the reset button, but it ended up being a great thing. Ended up, of course, going, you know, winning their division, making the Mountain West Championship game. So I think that that's a pretty fascinating study um, in terms of the strength, I think, of the Boise State program is the fact that they can handle such a crazy change of events when I think I can't, I'm hard pressed to think of a lot of, a lot of schools that would get to that point and then recover like they did. Yeah, let's back up a little to uh, before those changes because the fan base was like disappointed. They were depressed <laughs> sure. after of those course. first couple of losses. Yeah. How do you do? You think that that contributed to the changes? Well, I I, I think sometimes you know. A fan base is ahead of the curve. You know, if a fan base doesn't like something, it takes a minute for the coaches and and administration to maybe follow suit. Because, um, you know, fans are a fickle bunch. I get it. It's short for fanatic. And especially a place like this, when the bar is so high, if you're, you know, struggling out of the gate, people are going to start questioning immediately. The fans were on it week one. 
And they, even though they won the next two games, they kind of were like, something doesn't look right. And then I think the coaches understood that too. Is is you know what the fans saw is obviously coaches saw it too. But I think that that it came down to the coaching staff and head coach Andy Avalos having to make a really tough decision in September. I mean, it was the end of September. I mean, you almost never hear about that, you know, especially when you're at a school like Boise State. But I think making that move really energized the fans, the coaches, the players, pretty much everything. Just make, making that that big change was really paid off. Were you surprised or did you always believe in head coaches <laughs> and head coaches Andy Avalos's vision here? Were you always with him? You know, what's funny is there was a very shrewd move that he made before this season. He brought in Dirk Cutter, who um, has been a head coach in the NFL. He was a head coach at Boise State um, late 90s um, and, and was kind of part of that that rise to prominence. And he brought him in as an advisor because Dirk's son plays at Boise State. Davis Cutter, he's a wide receiver. So he brought in Dirk as an analyst, basically someone who doesn't do anything on the field, just probably just will sit in with a coach and they'll look at film together. And he's like, here's what I see. Here's what you should do. That's basically it. Having him on staff was the hugest thing for Andy Avalos because then they promoted him all the way up to offensive coordinator. Dirk has said, hey, I'm retired. This is just a one-time thing. But one of the, his strengths when he was a coach in the NFL, but also at Boise State and in college, was he used personnel. Said, hey, here's what we have. Here's the kind of offense that would work with these players. And because of that, they have Talon Green, who replaced Hank Bachmeyer as a starting quarterback. And Talon Green, I mean, wow, he is by far the best running quarterback Boise State has ever had. Yeah, just one Mountain West freshman of the year, right? Is that correct? Huge. He did right, and he's getting better as a, as a thrower. But right, even in that first game, second half of that that first game with Dirk in there with Talon, after they had made the changes against San Diego State, you saw in the second half they just kept it simple, and it was sometimes that's as easy as it can be in football. You can be as complicated as you want, but sometimes it just comes down to hey. We have two really good running backs and a really good running quarterback. You know what we should do? Run. And that's what they did. Eric sat back and said, I I don't need to make this any more difficult than it is. We just need to just go straight that way. They have two great running backs in George Halani and Ashton Genty, who's a true freshman. And with Talon Green in there, who's 6'5 and can run, it, it makes a lot of sense. To, to, again, I, I say the fans are right ahead of the curve sometimes. I think early in the season, they, they thought – well, this isn't working. What if we tried this? And that's, they ended up being right. They're not always right. Trust me. I've heard a lot of thoughts in my time. But yeah. in, this, in this situation, I think they were. And it, it, it really worked, um, you know, obviously right until, up to, until the last game. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. We yeah. couldn't quite finish the season as strong as we wanted. Lost to Fresno right. State for the Mountain West Championship. What went wrong? Um, I, I think part of it was inexperience on Taylor and Green's part. I think um, he had a few throws maybe that a freshman makes, which is what he is. I think he's still developing in that, in that facet. Um, Fresno state has some really, really, really good coaches. Jeff Tedford, their head coaches, you know, has been around for so long. I think they have a really smart staff and they figured out, Hey, if we can figure out what they're doing in the run game, we can probably stop this team. That's essentially what they did. And Fresno state was just really smart in terms of what they, what they did offensively against Boise state to put up some points. Cause that's what you got to do to beat them. I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention also that Avalos won Coach of the Year in the Mountain West Conference. What what went through your head when you heard that news? 
I thought it was great. And I think it makes a lot of sense because I would be hard pressed to think of um, anybody else in the conference that deserved it. I've always been interested in coaches who have been able to handle, I guess you say adversity, just kind of do what they did. He had to make a huge decision and change the structure of an entire side of the ball. And it paid off really well. And I think that he deserved it. There's still a lot of things they need to improve, you know, for him to, you know, kind of enter that upper echelon of Boise State coaches. But I think that what he did this year is a, is a really good start and shows some maturity and, you know, and he's willing to take some risk um, in terms of making some big changes. And of course, you know, Dirk, as he said, this is going to be his only year. So as we're talking right now, they still haven't found a replacement as their offensive coordinator, which it is going to be vitally important. And, and it might dictate where Andy Avalos goes in terms of his career at Boise State, whatever this, whoever this hire is. Well, what do you think? Could Avalos be our next Chris Peterson? It, it's entirely possible. You know, what's so funny is Pete was such like a freak. Like he's, he was so, he's <laughs> yeah. so unique. He's so unique. And, um, you know, I know people long for those days, but like sometimes you just only get one of those ever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but in terms of that longevity, um, you know, you know, Pete was here from uh, 2001, you know, up, up 13 season, you know, a- Andy's been here as a player, as an assistant, as a, as a head coach, just as long as, as, as Pete was here. So I, I do think that, you know, Andy likes being here. He wants to be here. Um, but there's still some things he needs to he needs to work on. You know, it's not fair necessarily. But you think of Chris Peterson and Brian Harson. Their first seasons, they won Fiesta Bowls. Andy obviously hasn't gotten there in two seasons. So there are some things that he will need to figure out. I, I again, you know, if they can get the offense clicking like it was a couple years ago, I yeah, I mean, I could see him being in terms of at least just being here a while and, and comfortable on that level that Pete was. But I think it's well within reason for Boise State fans to expect this team to be ranked every year. There's, they've been consistently good and they just need to win a Mountain West title. Yeah. So maybe the the good old days of the Fiesta Bowl 2007 against Oklahoma, we may like we may get that magic back, maybe. But right. at least we're looking we're looking good. We're looking ahead, feeling good. Yeah. I think they'll be consistently good, but you know, I mean, like they're going to restructure how the college football playoff works. There's going to be now 12 teams in the future, which of course is a lot more than four where it currently is. So that's going to help your Boise States being able to be in those, those big games again, even if it's, even if it's one, one year and then a a couple years later that they're back into it. I I think that people could kind of use that around here, getting back to one of those games because it's been, you know, 2014, the last time they re- they went to one of those really big bowl games. Well, next up, they're headed to North Texas for a bowl game this Saturday. What's your prediction for that game? It's an interesting matchup because they're, they're playing in Frisco, Texas. They're playing the University of North Texas, which is in Denton, so not very far away. I think it'll be a fun game because North Texas, the way they've always been and the way they are this year, they're very good on offense, tend to give up points on defense. So I think there's gonna be a lot of points. And I, I, I like that, especially in a bowl game, because bowl games are now solely pretty much created for us to watch on TV. Boise State has some guys from Texas. We mentioned Taylor Green, mentioned Ashton Genty, two of their absolute best players. So that'll be fun for them to be able to go home. Uh, I think Boise State probably wins. I, they should win this game. The, again, we talk about fan expectations. If they don't win this game, it's gonna be a kind of a rough off season, I think. 
<laughs> because people are going to be questioning a lot. Um, not not that saying that North Texas is bad, but Boise State should beat this team. Um, they, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say double digits, but I definitely think they should win by a touchdown or so. Well, that should be fun to watch, like you said. Uh, thanks, Dave. This was super fun, and we really appreciate you coming in and giving us the rundown of the season. It looks like we're in for a fun couple of years. Absolutely. I, I appreciate the time. Always good to always good to talk football. I appreciate it, Emma. And if you're looking to watch Boise State play in their first bowl appearance since 2019, kickoff for the Frisco Bowl is scheduled for 7.15 this Saturday night. You can find it on ESPN. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Before you go, we're looking for inspiration for an upcoming episode about New Year's. Have a resolution you want to share? Or maybe you have a prediction for what 2023 will bring to Boise. You can text us or leave us a voicemail at 208-546-9485. That's 208-546-9485. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.